Hello, everybody. Welcome to Divi Chat, or as it's going to be this week, uh, Imposter Imposters Anonymous. So, hello, my name is Stephanie Hudson, and I am an imposter. Who else wants to stand up and confess? And let's just, the first step is admitting you have a problem, right, everybody? Before we dive into this topic about being an imposter, and believe me, you think you're the only one going through it, and you just aren't. So, why don't we meet our panel of imposters? Everyone, please stand up and announce your weaknesses. We'll go around the room. We'll start with Sarah. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Endure Web Studios. I am an imposter, or at least I feel like one most of the time. Um, you can catch me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on the socials. Hey everybody, I'm Eric Dingler with In Transit Studios, and I have been an imposter since day one of this entire journey. So. Hey everyone, Tim Streifler here, and I'm broadcasting from San Clemente, California. Uh, you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my Divi plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials. And uh, just want to apologize for my current setup. I'm in a computer hardware transition right now. So I'm on my secondary machine, which doesn't have the inputs for my microphone and camera. So uh, if it sounds like I'm in a bathroom, it's because I'm using the AirPod as a microphone. I'm not in a bathroom. I'm in my office, um, just to be clear about that. <laughs> He's not apologizing. Uh, what he wants to tell you is he got a new baby. He got a new toy. <laughs> well, I was having lots of computer issues. And uh, if you work all day on a computer, like pretty much everyone here does, whether you're uh, a panelist or in the chat, um, you can't have intermittent freezing. So I had to buy a new computer. It's inconvenient. Right? I didn't <laughs> want to. I had to. <laughs> That's right. I had to. But anyways, um, uh, this is a great topic. Uh, I'm excited to define it as soon as we finish our introduction. So if you have no idea what it is, don't worry. It's coming. It's coming. The definition is coming. Hi, everyone. Uh, my name's Mike Devitt, and some of my customers call me 007. Now, some of you may think that I'm an imposter, but let me qualify why they think this. At Web Design Pro, we start by creating a site for your eyes only. We will never leave you thinking that we have all the time in the world. We use our gold fingers to produce the very best WordPress websites that leave you shaken, not stirred. And you will never have the specter of another failed project. We are licensed to thrill. Do you even get any work done all week or do you just write your intro? <laughs> I want to know, it, Mike, is if you uh, cold call prospects and just like read that script. No, it, <laughs> you should. Boom. Thank you very much for calling. No way. That'd be amazing. <laughs> well, so now that we're here, I don't think I actually, actually did my thing either, but you can find me at focuswp.co and uh join join me in my group focus on your biz where we talk about this and all kind of other cool stuff about running a web shop so what why don't we jump into our topic how to beat imposter syndrome tim tell tell the folks at home what we're talking about yes i will and this is a uh more technical scientific uh 
topic, I guess, psychological. Um, so I'm actually going to read just the first sentence of the Wikipedia page, and then I'll expand on it a little bit because I, I wanted to get some of the, the phrases right. So imposter syndrome, other words for imposter phenomenon, fraud syndrome, imposter experience, is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments. Here's the important part. It has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So it's essentially like self-doubt where you feel like I don't deserve to be here. I don't deserve to be uh, building this website for this client. Like I don't actually know what I'm doing or, you know, I, I, you feel you have a, a sense of self-doubt to where you feel like you're a fraud and that uh, at some point they're going to be like, hey, you actually aren't what we thought. So we're going to go ahead and give this job over to someone else. And so um, it, it's a very common uh, with small business owners. Uh, especially when you're starting out to have that. And it's the type of thing where you think it, it, that you're not dealing with it. And then it like sneaks up on you at different times. And so uh, it's something worth talking about. Um, it, it kind of is in the realm of mental health, uh, anxiety and all that. And so, which is obviously really important to talk about. Um, so we're going to share our experiences and um, some things that we have done to overcome it and everything. But um, basically it's a, it's a mindset thing. Uh, it's all, it's internal, it's psychological. And so much about being successful in any field comes down to mindset. And so if you've heard people talk about it before, it's true. And so this is kind of goes along those lines. Absolutely. So who would like to share, who wants to share first in our uh, therapy or support group? today a story of when they plowed through but felt super insecure they thought they were going to be exposed yeah I think I did uh, started off uh, with a uh, a client where in my early days I used to go and see every single customer I used to visit every single one I didn't do any um, sort of on online um, consultations anything like that I went to see everybody so I gave two hours of my time and I went to see them. Um, I then extended that. And then I started to do things like somebody would ring me up and say, oh, I've got a problem with my website. Um, you're a WordPress guy. Can you come and give us a hand? So even though I'd started and, and all I'd done at the beginning was Divi. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll come along. I'll come along. And then you're sitting there in someone's front room with them sitting behind you, watching you. And, <laughs> and lo and behold, what mm. comes up in front of you? You know it. It's WP Bakery, <laughs> <laughs> or it's oh. a or it's a, a website where um, you it's it's all perhaps been hand coded, and you're yeah. you're uh, and it's been hand coded to the point where perhaps um, a lot of the uh, normal things that you see you don't see you can't see somebody's um, changed some of the actual uh, sort of user settings. And even though the person that's got it thinks they've got admin, in actual fact, they haven't. And it's only been passed over to them in a with a certain user role. So then you're hamstrung and you can't actually uh, do some of the things you wanted to do. So um, that imposter syndrome really kicked in then because I was in a very uncomfortable situation and having to deal with that. So um, we always, Stephanie sort of said at the beginning, sort of, um, we were talking about this before we came on air tonight. We sort of fake it till you make it kind of scenario. Um, I think in 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 that situation, you just you you look at what um, you can do, 
uh, and then you say, okay, there's some things I'm going to need to take away and perhaps we'll need to get back on. I might, I might need to come back. And that's okay to do that. It's okay to say, I'm going to have to take some things away and come back. Um, it's better to do that than to sit there and stew uh, and try and solve something when someone's sitting behind you. It's a really easy thing to, to get caught doing. Nice. So really, that's Mike's really story. Cool. And first tip is to admit it. Yeah. How about that yeah. for a bold <laughs> tip? Yeah. What's your story, uh, Tim? Be scared. Well, I got two things. One is just a really quick uh, side note that Mike reminded me, loading up a client site and seeing it hand-coded or WP Bakery. One of the first sites I worked on, uh, it was for a lawyer. And he had, I don't know who he had build the original site, but he asked me if I could make some changes and stuff. And so I went and logged into the site and like for his about page, he wanted me to make some changes on his about page. So I go to the about page in WordPress and there's no content. There's content on the front end, but in WordPress, there was oh, no content. And I was oh, like, that's horrible. Yeah. where is it? Where is it? Uh, <laughs> after some digging, I figured out that the developer who built the site originally had hand coded page templates for each oh page yeah and then the html the, the the content so to speak was in the php file for the page template that's <laughs> yes. insane what's the so point like of using the, wordpress right exactly it was like the ultimate lock-in uh type of thing uh strategy and so it's like oh you yeah. can't even edit even though you're using wordpress you can't even make basic changes you have to go through me anyway so uh that reminded me of that um but i first experienced imposter syndrome um, before I was doing web design uh, sales. I was doing sales. And honestly, I think if anyone wants to become a business owner, start in sales first, learn yeah. to sell because it doesn't matter what type of business at the end of the day, you're going to be selling yourself or your services in one way or another. But um, I was fresh out of college, had no experience. My first job, I was doing sales and I was actually ironically selling websites, uh, but specifically to mortgage loan officers. And so I was calling people and out of the blue, trying to get them to buy a website I didn't know what I was doing. And so there was like, I felt like a little kid calling these much older, successful business owners. And at the end of the day, that's what I was. <laughs> um, but um, fake it till you make it, I feel like is, is, is good. And I don't mean to uh, negate what, what you mentioned, Mike, because I 100% agree, but I almost feel like to really get past imposter syndrome, it goes beyond faking it. Because faking it, it's like you still know that you're not like really it. And so I think if you can get one step further than that to where you're not faking it, you actually believe it. You actually believe that you do know what you're doing, even if you might not. Um, and so, and I was, I was actually reading an article uh, recently about, um, uh, it was about Steve Jobs. It came out on, on the 10 year anniversary of his death. Um, but it was also about other successful people like Elon Musk and um, a couple of others. And uh, the, the writer looked at qualities that they all had and one of the main ones is they have an overwhelming belief that they're going to accomplish their vision. And so it's not like a, like, like self-doubt really isn't a part of it at all. And it can't be, they have to like to the, their deepest core believe that whatever it is they're trying to accomplish is going to work and that nothing is going to get in their way. And I think, and that's, 
it's hard to kind of frame this as advice because it's like, okay, well, how do you get there? How do you actually have that overwhelming belief that you're going to accomplish whatever it is you want to accomplish, whether it's creating, you know, a empire like this article was about or um, your corner of the internet, building your online business or your uh, web design services. And so um, I guess what I'm trying to say is take it one step further and believe it because really if you look at the people that have succeeded in any field they're not any smarter than any of us right like yeah there's the exceptions of the few geniuses but sometimes high levels of intelligence actually hold you back the people that are successful are just the ones that have the belief and the confidence to go out and do it and not let anything get in their way no matter what and really that's all it comes down to it's grit versus intelligence and i think grit wins every time so every time Anyway, I think sorry, I would like to have that kind of confidence and I would like to have felt some of that along the way. But to be honest, I don't, I don't think I have that in me. And maybe that's a personality thing. Um, but like, I feel like my confidence has come through faking it till I made it. Like, I feel like each time I faced a thing where I was really scared and I felt like, oh my God, I don't know how to do that. I think I have an inbuilt, i people my whole life have told me I'm built for sales. So I've got that inbuilt ability to just like get very excited about things and tell people about things. And, you know, so I think I have in me that little bit of like fake it till I make it where if someone says to me, Hey, can you do this thing? And I'm thinking, I've never done that. I don't even know how to do that. But if there is enough of me, this tiny little portion that goes, I could probably learn how to do it. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen a web, a WordPress website with that. Then there's enough that I can pretend in that moment of like, you yeah, know, worries, we can totally do that. And then it's more a matter of me trying to work out how the hell to quote for it. Um, and I think sometimes when I've quoted for things in those scenarios is when I've really, really underquoted because I just haven't known. So probably the first really big time of, um, imposter syndrome for me. Like when I started my business, everybody knew that I was starting. Like I told friends and family. So the people who were getting me to do websites knew that I was brand new. So I didn't really have imposter syndrome at that point. But when the first time I can very clearly remember it is when a friend of a friend came to me and said, we've got this website that is a real estate website. And we've been kicked off like the head people's website. We need to make our own website and it needs to be done in the next two months can you help us? And I was like, sure, I can do it. <laughs> and I, like, I just remember kind of feeling like it was such a good opportunity that was going to take me forward in a way that it would have taken me years to get to the point where a property real estate website was willing to work with me. And so it felt like this massive opportunity and equally, they really needed someone quickly because the people they had approached were telling them like months and months and months and thousands of dollars. And so they said to me, like, can you do it? And I said, yes. And the problem with like just going for it, one is I quoted way too low for what ended up, you know, being the job because I didn't know how much to quote for a real estate website. I was like, oh, I don't know. So I think at the time I was quoting three, three and a half thousand for a five page website. And I quoted 10,000, which I was like, 10,000, this is amazing. But in the scheme of it, it was a lot of work to do this website. And I didn't know what I was doing. And I spent hours and hours. And because I felt so out of my depth 
and I felt like I was going to let the client down and I was feeling like, what if I have to call them and say, I can't do this? Like, I just can't do it. And we're already a month down the track and they've got to have it done in two and months. I've already spent we, my deposit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we ended <laughs> up being like, Yeah. I ended up being late by like six weeks, I think, like significantly late. And I had to make that phone call. Like, I am so sorry, but this is far more complex than I thought this was going to be. I'm not going to have it ready when you need to have it ready. I can put up a splash page. I can get all of the old content from the old website and save it, but I cannot get the website done in time. And it was the most mortifying moment. And I kind of wish I had, a. I think because it was my first big imposter syndrome, I lived in this world of denial for a while where I didn't want to face the the reality that I wasn't going to get it done on time. And so instead of telling them like early on, oh, I've misjudged, this is going to take me longer than I thought, or going and hiring someone or like whatever I needed to do, I... I just lived in this denial for far too long. And then I had to make that call at the last minute and be like, I'm not going to make it. And it was awful. And it was this horrible scenario. She still works with me. So I didn't, I didn't stuff it as bad as I felt like I stuffed it. Like she's been working with me for years now, but um, at the time it felt awful. And I just felt this kind of horrific feeling of I am out of my depth and I have made promises to this person and she has paid me money and if I say no to her now, someone else is going to take months and months and months. So I have to just figure out how the hell to do it. I can't live in this world of denial any longer. And it was it was a very big learning moment. But what came out of it was that thing of I felt so much more confident going into my next website. So it, it helped my imposter syndrome in the long run. It, I learned a lot through it. I learned heaps about being upfront with clients and you know, saying early on, if I feel like I can't meet what I said I would meet. But also what I learned was a a sense of confidence. So then when I went into the next website, I felt like, well, I can do a real estate website. So whatever you throw at me, I can probably figure it out. And so it was that thing of where I feel like I want to have what Tim's talking about. I want to just have that sense of like, I can do anything. I don't have that in me, but what I do have in me and what has grown in me over the years is a sense of, I can learn how to do whatever I need to learn. And as long as I quote enough (laughs) to like cover my butt, I can figure out how to do it or I can outsource something if I need to, but I, I can get there. And I think that, although it was this horrific situation, also helped my imposter syndrome significantly when I got through it and I didn't just give up. That's a cold moment, isn't it? When you, yeah. when you not only realise that you've you've taken on a project that's way way beyond you in terms of your your skill set, maybe, or just mm-hmm. how big the project is, but then when you realise you've underquoted for it as well, that's like yeah. that's 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 like two two hammers in your head hitting with one yeah. arm. And so I had another <laughs> scenario that was really similar, except I went a different avenue, which was I actually talked to a really good friend, Gino, who we're going to have on in a few weeks. So there was this overseas Germany project. Very exciting. I haven't seen Gino Gino in ages. But there was this really big Germany job that I got and I was like, it'll be fine. Like I kind of faked it till I made it and they went with me and then I realised I was so far out of my depth. And then I was talking to Gino and I was like, I just, I don't think I can do this job. And he said, you know what, if you want to like talk to them, they can come over to me and I will honour the rate you offered them. 
and I'll do the job for them. And he saved my ass. And that was one of those moments where I realized I was in too deep and it was going to be really, really, really bad if I continued. And I got out early, really early in the process. And luckily I had an amazing friend who um, felt like he totally could nail a job like that. I want to say something about, well, the first story that you told first, but uh, Mm. because you're saying like, oh, I'm not built that way, Tim. I don't have that confidence. But you did. I mean, even it, just because it scares you doesn't mean you're not bold and confident. Like, I mean, no, but I in- guess some... internally, I didn't, I didn't feel that confident. But isn't that what we do as entrepreneurs? Like, we all are just, just barreling into the unknown <laughs> with so many things, especially in tech, because you know everything changes so much anyway. It's like, um, oh no, we lost Tim. <laughs> we ended him. <laughs> he didn't like that comment. I'm, I'll, I'll apologize to him. He was feeling like an imposter. I he had it out. Offended him. Yeah, he had to, he had to peace out. But um, oh, now that distracted me. What was I going to say about that? Oh, um, but I, you had a little hidden thing in there yeah. that you said that you, um, you also it's just enough. You ha- like you have it there. Really, fake it till you make it is probably wrong. It should be fake it till you learn it. It just doesn't yeah. rhyme. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. It's just not I as catchy. Totally agree with that. Totally but it's fake it till you well, learn it. Because if you just it's... go out there and just lie about your abilities and lie about everything and don't and just yeah. put a paint a coat on something that isn't solidly built, yeah. then you're a fraud. You really are a fraud in those cases. Yeah. But if you go into these scenarios with the determination that you yeah. are going to figure it out, welcome back, Tim. Yeah. You've Sorry about missed. that. Hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> you need to like, you have faked it. You you made it. No, admitting you you don't know is part, is an option here. But yeah, so like if you if you go into something yes. without knowing all the bits, but you're determined to learn it and still do a good job, that's different yep. than just going in and being a total fraud and, and scamming somebody for their money. I think knowing the difference between. I definitely think I could achieve this. It is within the realm of possibility. And I don't know, like, I think there's a difference between those two because I think if you feel like I could learn this and I could achieve it, then you can go in with that determination and actually make it work. But Mm -hmm. if you go in blindly without even any research to realize, is this even in the realm of possibility? That's where you can get in really big trouble because you could, it's not just you're faking it till you make it. You're just lying. Like you're mm-hmm. just putting yourself in a horrific situation where, so I think that there is some nuance to fake it till you mm-hmm. make it. And I think it's an important it's distinction to, for sure. Yeah. You don't need to have done it before. You don't need to know how to do it right now, but you do need to feel like you could learn it and you could achieve it and you're not going to let the client down. And I think sometimes you're gambling a little bit and you might get in a bit of hot water where you're then scrambling to actually you achieve it. You probably will. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then the next like, time you will yeah. have already made it and you don't have to fake it. That's right. And then you don't feel as much imposter syndrome because you're just that little bit further along in the journey where you go, well, I have done something similar before. It's not exactly the same, but it's pretty close. So I should be right. And all of a sudden you're that little bit more confident. Yeah. Or at least you shouldn't. Really, friends, if you are doing this for a while, if you're still feeling imposter syndrome after doing the same thing and doing it well and serving your clients, 
that's beyond the scope of what we're talking about here. That's where you yeah. need to like talk to your family, talk to some friends, maybe go see a doctor. You know, like there may be some underlying issues that need to be handled that we are most certainly not qualified to deal with. <laughs> yeah, and kind of, uh, again, I, I apologize for uh, hitting the wrong button and <laughs> leaving. No problem. <laughs> so I missed a little bit, so I apologize if I, uh, if you are. We just talked about you. I figured. Um, but yeah, I think there, there's a distinction between self-doubt and then just not yeah. knowing, right? Like, so say you have great point. Yeah. Two, two electricians, one of them got all their certifications, finished electrician school, and then they have imposter syndrome where they feel like, oh, I don't know if like, I don't have the, uh, like, I don't deserve to be here to have my own company to be hired by the, you know, these big companies and stuff. And then there's another person that watched a few YouTube videos and is overconfident and trying to sell themselves to, to big companies to do electrical work. Well, they're just like Sarah said, they're just lying and they're, yeah. they're misrepresenting their skills. That's a whole nother thing. And I don't think yeah. any of us would advocate to do that, but the person that has the, the qualifications, has the skills, has done it before, um, you know, they're experiencing self-doubt, imposter syndrome, and that's something that can get, they can get over with, um, you know, mindset changes and, and you know, uh, coping mechanisms and, and talking to people, you know, all, again, I'm not trying to give people psychological advice here, but um, I think th there can also be versions of, of, of both of those, right, where you, you have a certain level of skills, and then, you know what, like it's something you haven't done before and you're like a little nervous and it's not like you're taking on something that's way over your head, but it's just like that little hump. Um, and I think that's okay to, to have a certain level of, of, of doubt because it's something you've never done before, but then also being confident to be able to take it on. Um, the, this is, this might, this kind of borderlines overconfidence and then the right amount of confidence, but the famous story about Steve Jobs where when they had first started building like the very, very simple versions of computers at, when they're still in a garage, uh, they got a huge order and they're like, can you fulfill this? And they said, yes, even though they had <laughs> no idea how they were going to do it. And they're like, yeah. And, and Steve's just like, yeah, we'll, we'll say yes. And then we'll just figure out how to do it afterwards. Um, and I didn't tell that perfectly right, but um, it's that like, it's not yeah. like he's saying something that they can't do because they did do it. They figured out a way, like they got it done. So it wasn't like yeah. an overconfidence lying where they were taking advantage and, and stealing people's money. It was just like, he had that like confidence to where he wasn't going to let anything get in his way yeah. of accomplishing that type of thing. So, yeah. And I think in that scenario, that's, I think that's actually a really good explanation because that shows the difference between saying yes to something that's outside your skill set and then getting determined to work out how to do it and go and do it. And this story about me and the real estate agent where I got swirled around in this world of holy crap, where the hell have, what have I done? How have I got here? Oh my gosh. And then I'm procrastinating because I'm thinking, I don't know how to do this next step. When all I needed to do was like, shut that crap off and actually get on with the job and go yeah. and do some training and figure out how to do the next step. But because I was letting this feeling take over me it actually got in the way of me doing what I needed to do and I could have done it faster but I spent too long in the yeah. swirl hey Sarah we'll head. go 
We'll go catch a Procrastinators Anonymous meeting after this. Oh, yeah. I'm a shocker. <laughs> I particularly like setting up project management tools when I'm procrastinating uh -huh. or yes. changing my email client. <laughs> yeah. I'm really good at that. Oh, I get so much done when I'm supposed to be doing something else. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like you say like sometimes you can just say yes and then you can actually get determined and figure out how the hell to do it and yeah. that's how you get past it and that is the way forward yeah. but when you yeah. let it get stuck in your head that's when you're going to end up in a place that is not where you want to be and yeah. then and you're going to believe your imposter syndrome you're going to start to reconfirm see i can't mm -hmm. do it like what was i doing saying mm -hmm. yes i could take on a job that big I'm such an idiot. Why did I do this? Oh my gosh. And you know, you start in this massive bash trap in your own head. Whereas if you just pulled your finger out and went and watched some YouTubes, you'd probably be fine. Yeah. I don't think Life it advice goes away Sarah. at any level. Yeah. I don't think it goes away at any level though, because I think as yeah. you start to build your business, as you start to increase your skill set, you get, you get more confidence and then you'll go to may, maybe your, your clients change. You get uh, clients uh, who are more demanding that have seen your success that are coming on the, and you know, you've seen your Google reviews and all of a sudden you're getting phone calls from people that are sort of medium to large businesses. And then they want you to go and do a presentation and uh, you go and present on, you know, what you're going to do with their website because you've done some, some research about their company and you you've gone in front of their shareholders and then you're in a room and if you've never done that before that can feel very very intimidating um because then you got people are going to ask you questions and sit back with their arms folded waiting for you to give them the answer that they're looking for back back to the job interview scenario almost from where you've gone from being self-employed and perhaps dealing with just one person on a phone call to sitting in a room doing a full-on presentation because you want to win that client, you want to win that business. And that's where that gumption that we were just talking about at the beginning where you took on that real estate client, you think, no, I'm going to do this. Even though, eek, I'm now doing it. I've now been <laughs> awarded the project. Now what do I do? <laughs> I know, I'll sit click up up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Eric, that, you that, got a good story? Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, my imposters, I didn't really have imposter syndrome starting out with website building. Of course didn't. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, especially I think like <laughs> Mike was saying, like, I just, I don't know. Well, if you ask my wife, why she would tell you, because I have a problem where I think I'm always the smartest person in the room. So, <laughs> you probably are. You're a smart guy. Yeah. It's not By true. the way, in I'm the just... chat, everybody mentioned like, just because Eric is different than the rest of us here. So everybody, if you're in the chat or if you're uh, listening to your podcast app, leave a comment and let us know if you have or have not. Because I thought everybody felt this way, but apparently well, not. Well, I, I do, but in, different, but in different places. So, mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I think because when I started out, like I never talked about this as in it's something if I can do this or I can't do that. I always had very much a we approach. I mean, mm -hmm. chances of me being asked or any of us being asked to create a website or make a website do something that's never been done before is next to impossible. So while I may not know, some somebody's going to know. And so just that's why I build a network of, of connections. And so I never got worried about that. Um, where I run into it is in the interaction with people 
coming on here the first, you know, a uh, couple of times. That's where I felt imposter syndrome. Like sitting here with you guys after listening to you and, and being mentored by you. And then suddenly sitting here going like, I, I'm not gonna be able to keep up with these people. You know, they're, you know, the chat's going to laugh me out of the, the thing or something like that. Or when we now that then you like, were like, oh wait, sad. no, there's a bunch of dummies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> after a couple of times, I was like, I can hang. I can hang. This like, uh, what um, was I thinking? But again, it's also like, I don't have to talk about, like, I can't answer any questions about JavaScript, HTML. I have no idea, but I'm not here to answer those questions, you know? And so that's, it's okay. So it kinds of games comes back to, you're, you're not in this alone, even if you're a solo uh, person, like you're, you're not alone. But like Mike said, the other place where I struggle with imposter syndrome is when I'm getting bigger and bigger clients that come in and start throwing around terms that I have no flipping clue what the term is. Like, like I have no example. idea. Give us uh, well, so um, bringing a, a client in that's talking about digital marketing and they start talking about very specific, you know, uh, business terms of, you know, verticals and, and all this stuff. And at first I was just you like, you don't know what those are. Dude, I had no idea what they were talking about. Um, I wanted you to say and, like some other word that was really complicated. I know, and I wish I could think of one because they did, but I just, but it was, I was just like, I have no idea. So that's where where I run into it. Um, it's always with talking. I feel I, I'm always concerned that I'm I'm not going to be able to keep up with the conversation with someone, or they're or I'm going to have they're going to bring up a term, and I'm going to sit there and have to say I actually don't know what that. I don't know what that means. And it's a term I should probably know because I'm in the space. That's where I run into concerns of imposter syndrome. But it, as far as like building what I, this isn't my identity. Like I, I can walk away from this tomorrow and be totally okay. Like I, I don't really care that much about it as, as far as identifying myself. So yeah. I, I like that you mentioned uh, jargon and the terminology. And I think that's something that's kind of a side note, not really related to imposter syndrome. But um, what you felt, Eric, is how clients can feel when we throw around jargon terms yeah. um, and terminology mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's like, why would you want your client to mm -hmm. feel like they don't know and they're, they're inadequate because they don't understand these terms? So it's like, what makes you think they're going to buy from you if you make them feel that way? So don't use jargon and terminology, like just be like at the same level as them. Anyways, um, who was it in the chat here? Uh, Trevor said entrepreneurship requires courage with a little bit of crazy. And I, I love, love that. that because yeah. I, I, I also love Trevor's profile picture. If anybody's watching this live, it's the perfect profile picture for like a deep thought to be presented because <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that quote is it it's not about like intelligence and I wholeheartedly yeah. believe that it's not about intelligent or talent uh it's it's about um just believing that you can do it and so yeah, yeah. having that little bit of crazy and stuff um I mean I've talked about Apple and Steve Jobs a lot but they're they're famous uh uh ad campaign they did uh here's to the crazy ones where they talk about people that mm -hmm. were like the, the crazy enough to the trendsetters the this the that yeah yeah the uh gosh i've heard that so many times that i can't oh yeah 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 anyways it, it's a great great campaign. you know we um, all fit that description because doesn't it just give you little chill bumps when you hear it like little yeah you like get like you're like inspired yes, to get pumped. yeah <laughs> 
I am crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, again, that's where it's... that's where it all came from, Tim, wasn't it? It, it, it? Without that, without that effort, without that desire, uh, we, we wouldn't have well what we have today. We wouldn't have these amazing uh, machines that we've got because the you know the smartphone, the amazing machines that we've got because it all came from you know this maybe feeling of uh, of not knowing that whether they could do it or not and somebody saying well we'll place an order with you and because that had become part of their of the, just their way forward they were prepared to people were prepared to invest in them because they always delivered yeah and honestly oh, it's the difference between a business that survives and a business that doesn't right like they say mm -hmm. i don't know 80 percent of businesses fail in the first five years or something like that and i reckon this is a lot to do with it it's that thing of like yeah, I think I can start a business and then you start it and you feel out of your depth. And what do you do when you feel out of your depth? Um, do you like pull your finger out and cry and, out and go it? to bed? Wait, oh, we weren't yeah. really answering that. <laughs> do you procrastinate and just spend all day on project management or do you go and learn what you need to learn or go and talk to someone or outsource to someone else who can do the thing that you don't know how to do or network in a Facebook group or literally network in person locally like there are so many things you can do and I think that's the difference between do you make it past the first five years or don't you um yeah. like I think all of us have had to face many many challenges where we feel totally out of our depth but it's that thing of well do you need to make the money for your family probably well in that case you've got to figure out how to do it um and yeah. that's how you get forward but well and yeah, I, I think, think that's the difference and I, I think scan job think, descriptions and realize that makes you want to cry even more. So you figure it out. Um, I think everybody should have a Batman and a Robin um, in their life at, at any given point. Yeah. Um, and so you should have someone that is. I mean, I've tried all the dating sites, Eric. What do you want me to do? <laughs> I was trying to. I, I was, you know, inspired by your amazing social. Uh, media image for this the spider-man um want to stick <laughs> with the you. superhero reference yeah but uh, but everybody needs somebody that's speaking into them and you know in teaching them and guiding them um but if you want that then you have to be willing to put that out there as well for someone else yeah. and as you're turning around and teaching somebody what you just learned it's reinforcing what you just learned um and so and actually it, it just is a good way to live. Um, and so you do that and you get help and you grow. And if not, then you're that business owner that thinks you can't ask for help because you're, you're the business owner. You've got this label. And, you know, if you suddenly admitted that you didn't know something, you know, they would take away your business owner label and you <laughs> shouldn't live needing that label. Um, Speaking so. of that, what, <clears throat> why is this such a thing guys? Like what, Okay, so pride. sometimes we are faking it till we make it. I think it's pride. But but like let's let's dig a little deeper here. Is it really because we are like we don't want somebody to realize that we don't know every single possible bit of code on the internet? Like what if we could really get to the bottom of it? Like is that what it is? Is it just our I own think ego? it's I think it's that it's almost like the Instagram thing where you know you see everyone else's lives looking beautiful and pretty. But you don't see like the hard things. You don't see the work they're putting in. You don't see like, right. you know, the crazy kids at home yelling at them. You don't see any of that stuff. You just see the beautiful holiday vacations, whatever. Um, I think we see that in businesses around us. I think we see other people and we think 
they're like smashing it. They are getting these amazing big jobs and look at that beautiful website. Like they've just killed it. But we don't see like what went behind that website. We don't see the effort and and a client chose to work with us. So they chose us over these other people and we have to live up to the fact that they chose to work with us. So I think it's like that multifaceted thing of I'm seeing all these other businesses looking like they are smashing it or like when I see you guys doing like your social medias and I'm just like crap at Facebook. And, you know, like you can feel like, what am I even doing? I just tag you on stuff now just to make you do it. I know, which is awesome. (laughs) And then I can just reply. But like, I suck at social media, but I look around at all these other people and I think like they're doing it right and I'm failing at it. Like, yes, I'm getting business and yes, I'm, but like, I'm not killing it like these other guys who are killing it. Um, So I think it's that thing of like, but you don't see what goes into other people's businesses and how they got where they got or how they got the client they got or how they achieved the website that they achieved, all you see is the end result. And all you see internally is the crap. Like you see your thoughts and your mind. Oh my gosh. They actually have their own website. (laughs) Mine's still (laughs) under control. Yeah. That's right. Well, I mean, we all started I think we just said this, like maybe it was last week, but don't compare you're beginning to yeah. somebody else's middle. Was that you, Eric? But who can, right? Like, or yeah. but another it's easy way of to... saying that is don't compare your behind the scenes to someone else's highlight reel. Yeah. 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 Well, Which compa- is hard compare to do. Rob, and you can person do. robs you Don't of compare your you're behind to somebody's front. Is that what it is? Boobs <laughs> <laughs> are always better than butt. Nailed That's, it. The, Divi <laughs> chat. That's the Divi chat version. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They won't and, ever and, be the same. Hey, it's also remember, I tell my kids often, you know, if the grass is greener on the other side, they're paying a higher water bill. And <laughs> I don't often want to pay a higher water bill. So do the kids like respond to that? that not like, yet. But the kids, I have do the kids, wait, do the kids pay your water bill? I just have a few things I say intentionally because I want my kids to get something to talk about at my funeral. Dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dad always so, used to say. Uh-huh. The grass is greener. I think back to what Eric said too about the uh, Batman and Robin thing where there's somebody that you can bounce ideas off of. Sometimes just the fact that it's just in our head is so much bigger of like it can be so gigantic in our own head. And as soon as it gets out of that space, it's not really even an issue at all. That's such for me, that's huge. I always say this is going to shock you guys. I always say I process externally because I'm a bit of a talker. I don't know if you guys know that about me. And oh, no, never. I, but I process externally. So something can just be like weighing on me so much, upsetting me, wearing me down, blah, blah, blah. And if I just have somebody I can talk about it with, I mean, it's best yeah. if it's someone that can give you constructive criticism or advice or help or whatever. But even sometimes just having somebody to talk to, you know, then they'll be like, well, what do you think about? And I'll be like, never mind, I already figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, that's all I needed. Thank you for your service. Yeah. <laughs> my, my things... husband calls it rubber ducking i think it is i don't know if it's like if i think i've heard that but, but I, oh because like, you can just talk to a rubber ducky and you just talk thing. to a rubber duck and then like so sometimes he'll be doing some complex like hacking something or other and mm-hmm. he's trying to figure out some problem and he comes and talks to me about it and i got no idea mm-hmm. i just sit and listen and then mm-hmm. at the end he's like mm-hmm. all right i know what to do now and i'm like okay great and it's that same <laughs> thing of like sometimes we just need to get it out and as you get it out you go oh, I could probably go look at this other thing or it just sparks enough to get you on your next step. Yeah, and I will tell you, for me, Facebook, 
has been one of the best things to like yeah. for doing those kind of things for finding finding your tribe you know i'm not gonna like yeah. i don't want to have a pastel instagram post about my tribe or anything but like that's important you know you got to have people that understand what you're going through so in the focus yeah. on your biz group we sort of started doing these little group chats uh, Mike is our papa bear over there. He he would get him going. And it was just a little small group of us that would get on there. And we started calling it like mental health for web developers. Because you can, and we, we end up just keep doing it and everybody in the group's invited. Because it's just like, sometimes you just need to say like, wow, I had a bad entrepreneur week. Or man, I'm scared about this project. Or I can't figure this out or whatever. And there there is literally nothing that has ever been said that was unique. Like everyone else is always like, Yeah. <laughs> I know it's it's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're we're not we're not meant we're not meant to do life alone. Um, and so doing life in community is key. Rub it in, it, Eric. Well, we're Once we're feeling again. that though, but people are feeling that through the the yeah. pandemic. I mean, and pandemic, so sure. we're we're hungry for community. And kind of back to what you were asking a little bit ago, like, what is at the root of this? Why do people suffer this? Well, I mean, there there are three. If I think about any regret in my life and why me or my kids do any, make every decision we make, it comes back to we all want three things. We want to be significant, we want to be accepted, and we want to be secure. If anything threatens to violate those three things, we panic. And if we think something's going to make us feel this thing or achieve significance, acceptance, and security, we'll make the choice to do it. And so I think it's this, you know, if you have to admit to somebody, you don't know something, well, suddenly you're not significant or it threatens your security. And so I, I think back to answering your question, why is it we struggle with imposter syndrome? We want to be significant, accepted and secure. And so that's what it is. Can you tell Pastor Eric is in the house? That was a Thurman <laughs> one right there. I left out the scripture references, but that was a Thurman. You can tell me that later. I'll, say, I'll take them. Uh, so that's, just, that's just awesome. I love on, that, Eric. Just picking up on something that Sarah said earlier about the networking. <clears throat> so networking is joining a Facebook group and becoming part of that Facebook group. Networking is, is uh, also your local network. Uh, so there's networking with peers. There's networking with, with business owners. And... Yeah. You know, I do this morning, half seven this morning, I'm on an, a local network um, of around about 30 business owners. You get up, you, you, you mix with those business owners. They have breakout rooms. You get in there, you speak to people, you do your, you have a minute to talk about your business and what you're offering and what you're doing. Um, and then you, you start your day. But what Are you're you using is, your intro there? And then bringing it here. Are we getting a I did a, I did intro? A, no, I didn't. No, no, you got, I got okay, a good. completely different one this morning. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was offended. And then I felt now I'm like, just no, no, that's it. No, everyone's unique. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but that network will help, will, will, will help build you. If you're not yeah. part of a network, it'll help build your self-confidence. It's okay to start slow with these groups. Feel your way mm -hmm. in. Look at how other people deal with questions. And remember at some point in the future, you're going to be helping them. You're going to be helping someone else like they're helping you. Like we see, everybody's on a different part of that ladder. And I just want to say, I hope Mike Devitt gets a nap on Tuesdays because that's a long day. Because it's what? It is a, a long day. It's almost midnight there. And he had a networking. It's at half seven, as you call it. Half yep. seven means half after, not half before, right? Like half of seven seems like it would be less than seven. Something like that. Never mind. <laughs> I can't answer. It's too late. We could talk one about of the it best later. lots of 
One of the best lots of networking I ever did was at a WordCamp. So I went to a local WordCamp. Mm. Sorry, guys, not you. I mean, you guys are amazing. And yes, I'm glad I met some of you. Haven't met all of you yet. <laughs> That's how You're only glad you met some of them? <laughs> I know. Um, so I went to a Sydney WordCamp and there happened to be a couple of people from Canberra and we got chatting. We just happened to meet each other because someone said, oh, this person's from Canberra, you should meet them. And so we kind of met and chatted and then we came back and we started meeting up like once every couple months and we just have a coffee together and it was a group of four of us in the end a group of three of us are like um getting to know each other a lot better but now we chat all the time and we can ask each other questions when we don't know how to do things so it can even happen at your word camp I know they're not happening right now but when they are happening see if you can find you know your tribe of people that you can feel like you can share with and you can ask questions and you can be each other's tech support like one of the girls mm-hmm. yesterday was like I don't understand why this thing is doing this thing and so we were able to all kind of spitball ideas what could it be like I don't know and just being out at knowing you've got your people that you can ask those questions and the other thing I was going to say I know I say I'm terrible at social media but when I started my business social media was all I had <laughs> that was the only way to start for me without those Facebook groups, I would not have made it through the first two years and I would not have quit my full-time job. So the Facebook groups were what gave me the confidence to come out of some of that imposter syndrome to think, well, even if I don't know how to do it, this group of people around me, I can ask them questions. And so if you're not in a Facebook group, I know like I'm not, I just don't have time to do it now, but if you're getting started, you probably have a little bit more time and having that tribe around you, even if they're virtual. I don't have time. Um, <laughs> I just choose to do it. Like I, I that's, I that's true. Yeah. But um, get, get involved because being, knowing you've got those people that you can ask the question, that's what's going to get you through the imposter syndrome when you think, holy crap, I don't know how to do this thing. If you know you've got people you can ask the question to. And then if you can get to know some of them a little bit better, even better. Um, oh my gosh, look at this sweet comment. Kevin says, focus on your business has been near life changing for me. So nice, Kevin. We're so glad to have you in there too, pal. Um, I think he just meant in general, focusing on his business. Oh, maybe that's probably what he meant. That would be, that would be a good idea. I could see how that could be that way. Yeah. Um, actually, I was actually going to click on another comment that Kevin had a few minutes ago. Um, and because this is the this is one of my top tips. Uh, an amazing way to learn is to teach. You never know something as good as when you teach it. You can have a surface understanding of something, but if you have to t- explain it to somebody else, it helps so much. It helps you to understand it more fully. And on top of that, when you go and try and help people, I mean, we talk so much on this show about help, being helpful, sharing your knowledge, being, you know, like being generous with your time and energy and, and your knowledge and things like that. And if you get into some of the groups, like go in some of the groups and instead of going in with the idea of getting help, spend a little time and seeing if you can answer any questions for people. You will be astonished at how many things you actually could answer. And if it isn't things that you can answer in that group, go to a different group because there's different levels. You know, if wherever yeah. you're at, some, if you started today, I mean, if you started yesterday, somebody is starting today and they are newer than you, you know? So there's always somebody that is newer than you or that just has a different background or a different 
skill set or strength. So there's always people that you can help. And if you do that, or when you talk to your clients, if you just offer suggestions and advice to them, we're not talking about giving your work away for free, of course, but it can be a huge confidence booster when you start to hear them say, you know, I had a, I had a client call today and um, they are, they're the nicest guys. They have a nonprofit that is really one of those nonprofits that just makes enough money to pay the bills because they're just volunteering um, for this like club where they do like uh, orienteering, hiking in the woods and stuff. And so they are like, Stephanie, thank you so much for talking to us. You always have the best ideas and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not making nearly enough money on these folks, but I really love them. And like, there's, that's worth something too, like that confidence boost. Yeah. So, you know, like that's one of the things we're talking about. Like, how can you build up your confidence? Well, do things yeah. that will get you that positive feedback. It's not self-serving because you're helping other people to do it. Yeah. The yeah, end. No, I agree. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's <it. laughs> All right. So, later. <laughs> hey, let's recap in just a minute. We're going to do a quick recap. First, you know, we got to have a word from our sponsor. <clears throat> Never mind, we don't have sponsors. The uh, <laughs> Miro and Carlos in the chat, you guys are the best. Thanks. We're super happy to have this. Has been a really active chat tonight too. You guys are awesome. We love when you show up with us. If you are listening uh, after the live, try and tune in live sometime if you can make it. I know it's not a good time for everybody, but uh, we'd love to have you in here. And please, guys, leave us a review. And also send us a topic request. You can do that at our website, Divi Chat divi.chat sorry there's a link right in the footer to request a topic and i'm pretty sure one of us will get that email right like somebody checks that right i don't <laughs> <laughs> I'm, i have no idea i'm the new guy today we probably have uh, so email. many requests that we've never done we probably have a lot of disgruntled no i'm just kidding we get it can we anyway, just bring something up that's in the chat stephanie yeah please do i'm gonna put it on the screen I thought this was a quite an interesting one from Nancy, Nancy Mikiska. You read her name every day and then you try and say it and it's like, I know. you feel like, have I, I ever seen it's this gonna before? It's going to tell me I've got it wrong in a second as well, mm -hmm. Nancy. Mikiska? I know. Uh, mm -hmm. Part of my issue is that I feel rushed, rushed by the client, by myself, rushed to come up with a solution. And I think that's where this, when we were, what we've been talking about yeah. tonight, where your, you, your emotion kicks in and you cannot, you cannot uh, deal with clear thinking when you're feeling emotional or uh, stressed and all those things. Mm -hmm. You have to put those things to one side and focus on the actual what you what you actually need to do and how to solve it. You just have to do it. It's 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 this. You know, the phone might be ringing, the emails might be coming in, there might be all kinds of things going on, and you feel that rush. You just have to say, okay, I just need to focus on this particular. Uh, issue or particular problem whatever it might be and whilst the clients might be waiting for whatever reason you need to come up with the best solution and the best way to do that is to first communicate with them that that's what you're doing you're coming up with a solution but you need time um, and then they'll say how much time and you you roughly estimate what that's going to be um, and then you you give yourself that little bit of breathing room go and make a cup of coffee go and have a walk go and just Get yourself out of that sort of emotional situation for for a while. Come back, and then you're fresh, fresh to it, and hopefully you'll have a, a better solution to it. 
the other thing is that like we all get ourselves in these circumstances that are horrible where either we've said we can do something and holy crap we don't have enough time to do it or we don't know how to do it or whatever but if you can learn from those moments and remember that feeling and try and take that into the next project of okay well I'm gonna give more buffer room so when I say when I said last time it was gonna take me a week to do this thing I'm gonna say two weeks and it's funny because in that moment the first time you say a longer timeline you freak out you freak out that the client is gonna like I used to try and emails would come in and I'd try and get it done that day and then I started thinking Clients don't expect it to get done that day. I yeah. should really just reply to the email and say, no worries, I'll get to it this week. And you know what? No one pushed back when I said that. No one, not one single person. And so I realized that actually I'm the one who's making these really tight deadlines. I'm the one that's putting myself yeah. under this insane stress that's making yeah. me feel like I'm letting everybody down. Yeah. And the same with the budget. When I started increasing my rate just a little bit, it suddenly meant I could allow more time for the project because there was a little bit more money in the project. And you know what? I kept getting jobs. People kept mm -hmm. hiring me. So it's one of those things where you have to, even though you feel uncomfortable to give a longer timeline or you feel uncomfortable charging a little bit more, if you can just push it each time just that little bit more, the amount of times I've said to a client, I'm sorry, we can't start for another month and the project is going to take six to eight weeks and then be like, oh, I really wanted it like next month. And then they still hire us. Mm -hmm. I cannot count how many times that has happened where yeah. they're very shocked when they first hear it. But then when they realize that that's just part of life and they adjust, they're suddenly okay. And all of a sudden your stress level, you haven't promised to deliver it in the next month when you already have three projects on. So my advice other... for that is you may not be able to do anything this time, but yeah. next time you possibly can. Another and the thing other... too. Oh, go ahead, Tim. Oh, sorry, Steph. I... I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> another thing kind of indirectly it's a little bit random but um that i think contributes to kind of having that sense of always being in a rush and not never having enough time is the amount of distractions and notifications and stuff like that that we have in our lives and so awesome. like social media is designed to give you those little little tiny doses of dopamine releases like when you get a notification and you click on that little red number and then you see what it was and you're like okay that was kind of dumb so like this is something i think we could all do is is log out of social media unless it's you know divvy chat o'clock um or like once a day for facebook groups um close your email just have i mean this is a productivity hack that everyone preaches only have designated times where you check your email you know, put your phone on, do not disturb, uh, eliminate as many notifications on your devices um, as possible and only get the ones that you need. Cause it's just like yeah. that constant interruption just yeah. clutters our mind. And then does. I think contributes to that sense of just like that angst, that anxiety and always feeling rushed. It's like, you get rid of those things. It's like, ah, does that mean... Just be warned though, like I used to be on Facebook all day, every day, and then I turned my notifications off and then I became me. <laughs> so <laughs> you, became you, me. you may suddenly be that person who then is not on social media because Wait, you, you forget. You guys just heard it. it here. That's the key to turn into Sarah Oates. <laughs> but but that's then the I suddenly was only looking at it at nighttime. And by that point, I couldn't be bothered to like do web stuff. On yes. Facebook. So Nancy's, Nancy's honestly, asking another question. She's 
Yeah. She's got a client that's asking for the change and staying on the phone with her. So we're getting into a different issue here, Nancy. This is not imposter syndrome. This is you not having boundaries. You got to go back and listen to our, our episode on boundaries a month or so ago when Emma was on. It was really good. Um, and also, I want to. I was just sort of thinking about this as we've been talking about this in this scenario, feeling rushed and feeling like the clients are sort of pushing you and stuff like that. The fake until you make it is you're not necessarily faking the technical skills because you have to actually learn those to do the job. What you're faking is the confidence. confidence. You're faking yeah. that confidence to go into this. And if you fake that well enough and you go in there, like you can't, like I, I try and help people in and sort of coach them a little bit on some of this stuff. Like if you say like, uh, well, they say, when is this project going to be done? And you say like six weeks, they're going to push back because you said it like a question. If you say, they say, when is this project going to be done? And you say, it's going to be done in six weeks and it's going to be amazing. You're going to love it, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, they you just move on with your life. And they could say like, man, I wish we could have had it in a month. And you say like, I know it's such a shame but it's yeah. going to be awesome. You're going to love it. You're going to be really proud of it. You know, like you just got to yeah. have that confidence and not let them bully you because it's like with little kids, it's, clients are the same thing. The more you, you know, you give them an inch and they take over. We also, I can't believe that we're them. already at our hour. Like, if you're, like having it? confidence and faking it till you make it with confidence is partly for them because you're reassuring them that they're spending their money in a really good way. So some of yeah. it, if, if, if you're trying to get through the head thing of like convincing yourself why you should fake it till you make it or be confident or whatever, just remind yourself it's not for you. Like your confidence is for them so that they can feel comfortable about the fact that you're going to create this beautiful website for them. And then they're going to feel comfortable to give you their money and they're not going to feel like they need to hound you every five seconds because you've filled them with confidence that you know what you're doing. And so I think sometimes we forget that the confidence part will actually help our client and might even make them back off a little bit because they don't feel like they have to be on top of you every five seconds because you do know what you're talking about. So maybe that can help you convince yourself to be more confident. Yeah. And also I think Eric said it last week when we were talking about pricing out projects and the subject came up of like, how do you price something if you need to learn it first? And it's basically, you have to think of it in such a way that you're, you're learning it so that you can do more of those projects. If you're wait, if you're spending a ton of time learning things that you're going to do once, like that's not what this is all about. Like that's not a good investment of your time and energy. So the idea of, you know, this fake it till you make it where you got to go figure out how to do something that you promised that should only be done with an investment mindset that like once you've learned it, like Sarah did with that real estate site. Now, boom, she could go and turn that into a whole niche where she can go just sell, like crush out real estate yeah. sites or something like that. So guys, right. we are running late again. I can't believe it. I wanted to just, everybody's going to think up a, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going a little late. Cause I think this is a really important episode. If you have to go, no hard feelings. We love you. Mwah. Um, but if you are, sticking around for just another minute or two. If you guys want to come up with, if anybody has a final thought, um, but I wanted to just give a quick recap of some of these mechanisms that we've, that have sort of come out in the group today. Um, Mike mentioned that if you, if you are feeling imposter syndrome, you can admit that you don't know something yeah. and that you're going to go figure it out. That's totally fine. Uh, Tim talked about being confident just, and that's that fake it till you make it a bit. And it's not always natural, but you just got to be confident. 
Um, Sarah mentioned outsourcing. She went and had a mm -hmm. friend fix a project for her. So you can always do that. If you don't believe in your own skills, sell somebody else's. Yeah. I built a whole business on the that situation. Um, networking and asking for help from your network or trusted colleagues, getting around people that yeah. can support you and that can understand what you're going through. Um, Eric had a great one that says, separate these feelings in these situations, separate them from your identity. Just because you don't know how to build a certain type of website does not mean that you are a bad person. Uh, we had from Kevin in the, in the chat, and I mentioned as well, teach somebody something, try and teach and help others. And then one that wasn't really mentioned, but sort of was assumed through a lot of this, get training, take a, take a course on Skillshare, Udemy, or somebody's course, one of our people in the groups or anything like that. Take a Divi Life course or you don't want to Josh's or Aspen Grover. Anyway, you know, there's so many folks that we know that have amazing courses. Go level yeah. up your skills in that way so that you are more prepared for the next one to come around. That's my list. If I missed any, please let me know in the chat or you guys shout them out. But this has oh, been, um, I hope this has been super useful for you guys. How, who wants to do their final thought, Tim? Yeah, I'll go. Um, so yeah, I, again, uh, just to reiterate, I, I would say the biggest thing for me that's helped me and um, I would say it's going beyond fake until you make it to where you believe it to your core that you can do whatever it is, that you can accomplish whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. Um, and so I guess for me, part of getting to that point is seeing other people that have done it before me because it's not intelligence or talent or anything like that that is that necessarily separates people it's just the fact that they've already done it so they're just further along than you they're not smarter they're not better they're not whatever they're just a little bit further along and so for me seeing people that had succeeded before me um was a kind of that uh sense that i could do it too and so um this is kind of an example that gets talked about a lot but um the four minute mile was not broken until 1954. So before 1954, no one had beat the four minute mile, right? Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister at age 25. Spoiler broke alert. It. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Sorry. No, 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 no. That was, that was good. But here's the thing. Here's the really cool thing is since then it's been broken by over 1400 athletes. Right. So it's like, did people suddenly get like faster? Right. Like, mm -hmm. You know, like you could say that, oh, like Nike's shoes are better now or something. No, because it's really, always it's... some guy running barefoot from Africa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. Like an Ethiopian. Um... Those guys can run, dude. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, it's it's seeing other people that have come before yeah. you achieve it. You're like, hey, yeah. I can do that too. And so I think that yeah. you can apply it up to your business. It's like, hey, this person right here, they've scaled their web design business to, you know, hit this level of revenue, these types of projects, this size of team, like, you know, whatever it is that you want to do, it's like, I can do it too. And just believing that to your core, I think, uh, which is, it's easier said than done. I'm saying it as if it's really easy. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it, it takes time. But um, for me, that was the biggest thing is just believing that and seeing people that have come before me achieve the success that I wanted to achieve. Awesome. Can I just bring up something in the chat? Yeah. Uh, so Glenda, she says, I don't have imposter syndrome with clients so much, but definitely do with networking with peers. Interesting. Well, Glenda, I saw that as well. Come and, come and join Focus on Your Biz. 
come and see us on a Thursday <laughs> night with us. and come and hang out and, and uh, keep you'll soon, and you'll soon you'll soon realize that like, like Stephanie I mean some said, people are jerks but like you know most <laughs> of us are cool we are <laughs> what did I say I don't know you Sarah was something. about to say something oh oh I've got a final thought my final Do thought it. is um just taking the advice of when you start a project that feels out of your depth, like just go full into it as much as you can. And if you discover that you are out of your depth at some point, take action as soon as you can. And that mm. action can happen in so many different ways. That action could be going back to the client and saying, I know I said I could do this in two weeks, but it's going to take four weeks. Saying that at the three days in mark compared to at the 13 day in mark is a whole different thing. And clients will receive it so much better if you can really quickly realize and be able to speak up and say, look, I know I said I could do it for this, but I can't. So it's going to be this. Do you still want me to go ahead? Firstly, you don't waste your time and piss them off. But secondly, you know, you're going to end up with a better product. Or you could look at outsourcing or you could look at talking to other people in the groups. But the sooner you start that process, the sooner you're actually going to stop feeling like crap on the inside and you're actually going to start being able to get that ball rolling because once the ball is rolling, you're actually going to start being able to have that momentum and get going. So I think sometimes we can feel like it's big and scary and not want to jump in. But the sooner you jump in, the sooner you're going to realize, can you do it or can't you do it? And if you can't, how are you going to resolve the issue? So that is my hard lesson that I have, am slowly learning better and better each job that I do. That's good. That's good. I would say for my closing thought, yeah, for my closing thought, um, don't allow yourself to do critics math. Um, doing 10 things right and one thing wrong doesn't equal one thing wrong. Unless it's murder, that would be bad. But <laughs> in, in what we do, in what we do, um, don't do critic. Don't also, don't allow please yourself. Don't to murder do anyone. Yeah, don't, don't do murder. Don't don't murder anyone. Don't do murder. But don't, don't allow yourself to do critics math. Don't You're do doing a great job. Not condone murder. No. You're doing a good job. If if you get in over your head on one project. Okay, you got in over your head on one project. Um, we were in over our head this this last week, and a client needed us to do something, and I had no desire to learn anything about Active Campaign, <laughs> nor did I want anybody on my team to learn anything about Active Campaign. So I went and bought myself three hours oh, on no. Focus WP. Done. Okay, so it was the sources are resources are out there. Um, yeah. I still have an yeah, hour to yeah. use up on Focus WP if anybody needs a little pro I'm just kidding. I'm going to resell it. I don't know if I can resell it. $95 and it's yours. That's right. <laughs> terms of use. You guys, I'm sorry we went so long today. Anybody who knows me in my real life knows that I'm like the worst at time management. I do try and usually end us on time, but I just feel like this is something that Oh, man, it does feel like a little support group tonight. And it's so great to know that we all are in it together. You're not alone. And if you think that like, because you're new, you feel imposter syndrome, it's been alluded to, but like, it's not, it's, there's always somebody doing something different, better, whatever. And so Tim, you keep looking at your watch, man. It's making me so uncomfortable. It's, it's because I'm getting notifications, my doorbell, oh. I have workers going in oh. and out. And, and so every time I get it, <laughs> it's emotional alert. And so I, 
Yeah, it's uh-huh. not. I'm not looking at the time. I got the time in front of me. <laughs> Putting his hand up in front of his face, like the stereotypical, like, "Are you done yet?" I'm like, "What do you got something to beat him?" Hey, Steph. Steph. Yeah, exactly. I know. I know. I blew it today, but anyway, somebody say something nice, so I don't feel so bad. If you guys, are we here. love you. Um, All right. Oh, thanks, Sarah. Can I say something? Why not? <laughs> at this point. So. Um, <laughs> This isn't related to the topic whatsoever, but there is a uh, Divi mega meetup that a few of us Divi chat panelists will be uh, guests on tomorrow. Yes. Uh, it's oh, at it's 11 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Tomorrow, 11 yeah. a.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, what is that? Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, I just put the link in the, in the chat. You can go to divisac.com. Joan, who is one of our uh, loyal regulars here on DB Chat. She's one of the organizers, so big shout out to Joan. Hey, thanks, Thank Joan. For organizing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Divi Sack. As in Sacramento, because it's a gotcha. it's a mega meetup. So there's um, there's during COVID there's been virtual meetups uh, for all of the what used to be in person meetups all around the the world actually. But be, yeah, because of COVID they become virtual. And then um, a few of them decided, hey, since this is virtual, we don't need to make it location specific. So they organized a mega meetup and, uh, and it's put on by Divi Sacramento, Los Angeles, Chicago, and I can't remember what other one. But anyway, so they joined forces and we're going to do like some Q&A and um, just some discussion and stuff like that. So if, if you like to talk about Divi, which... <laughs> If you're on Divi chat, then, then you, you must like to hear about it. So <laughs> awesome. there you go. And you and Mike are both speaking there, right? And and uh, Mr. Eric Dingler as well. And Eric. It's yeah. not the, the awesome gentleman of the gentleman of Divi chat. <laughs> oh nice. Sounds awesome. All right, cool. Yeah. Enjoy that, everybody. And um, I guess we'll just see you next week. We're gonna have some guests coming up. We're, we're plowing into the end of the year with, when things get crazy with holiday schedules and all of that. But over the next four weeks, we have four or five weeks, we have three guests coming on. So it, we're going to have some great topics coming up and some um, folks sharing their particular areas of expertise. Gino Quiros, of course, is going to be a great one. The topic we're going to do with him in two weeks is going to fit right in with this tonight talking about finding your lane and where you're at i saw it again tim come on it's like i can't help it it gives me like like i know all right goodbye everyone thanks for hanging around with us take care bye-bye see you everyone